welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 24, Reiki, Awakening to Psychic Gifts and Avoiding Psychic Scams with Michael Philpot as our guest. Michael is a very dear friend of mine as well as a psychic and Reiki master and he's joining us today to share with us his own awakening story and how his psychic gifts started to open up once he went through his dark night of the soul. And he's going to share with us as well what Reiki is and how it is something that we all actually have within us to use as a healing gift. But if you have recently gone to any psychics or you have some concerns about psychics, we're going to get into what you need to look out for so that you can avoid those psychic scams. As with anything, there's always some good apples and bad apples in a bunch. And so we're going to tool you with some uh, pointers on how to avoid being scammed. And as you will all notice right away in the beginning of the show, our very own Michael didn't seem to have the greatest Thanksgiving, but later on in the show, he's going to open up about what really happened and Michael Philpot is going to give him some insight into what's going on. So stay tuned for the show and let's get right into episode 24. Hey everyone, how are you all doing? I am here with Lisa and Michael. Michael's back joining us after having an extended Thanksgiving trip. Michael, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, miserable, but I'm fine. Miserable? Mm-hmm. That's no bueno. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm back, back in Florida where I should be. Do you want to share? No, not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, we're also joined by my very good friend, longtime friend, also named Michael. We, we're going to call him Canadian Michael today. He's a dear friend and also a Reiki master and a psychic. Michael, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on here. I've heard so much about you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to being on your podcast. We thought today's topic would be good to kind of talk about what happens. You know, our audience is kind of familiar with Lisa's spiritual journey and my spiritual journey. And uh, But what can kind of happen when you start to awaken and you realize you have some psychic gifts? So, Michael, what was kind of going on in your life just prior to this all kind of happening were you were you even aware of spirituality like where were you at in your life um basically i had no idea about spirituality and metaphysics and anything like this uh these type of topics so you know i was pretty much three-dimensional um you know it's very newtonian in my thinking you know it's causality types thinking but at the same time too yeah i was just going through uh what they call like a dark night of the soul uh, a lot of stuff and my own personal stuff, like my own, I like to say my own garbage, was coming to the surface. So uh, I had a lot of traumatic incidents that were happening in my life. Um, I had just lost my business. Uh, my girlfriend dumped me at the time. I got in a car accident. So it was just like this one thing after another. And um, i just been looking for and searching for some answers. I kind of threw my hands up to the sky and I said, I need some help. And it was interesting. I was just kind of at chapters or... Uh, like a bookstore, I guess it would be called uh, Barnes and Nobles. Is that the bookstore in the States? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like, yeah. So we chapters of what they call it up here. And I just happened to see um, this book sitting beside me on Reiki. 
So I thought, well, what's this? So I decided to actually look at the book and kind of read it. And I was like, man, okay, whatever. I didn't really think anything of it. So I go back to the um, area where I started picking up some books. And as I'm putting back some books, there was another book on Reiki. So not really being somebody who pays attention to anything like this. I just kind of thought, okay, that's kind of funny. And then I was at a, the local grocery store, probably about, I don't know, maybe about a week after. And I'm walking through there and there's this, again, it was a holistic health food store and there was this posting on Reiki. So then I was like, oh, okay, this is really, really interesting. Why does this keep showing up? So I went back to uh, the bookstore and I picked up the book and started reading a little bit more about Reiki and it's kind of started resonating. So I went back um, to the grocery store, picked up this lady's number and I didn't call it for about two weeks ago. So eventually I had to take up the nerve to call this lady and explore what Reiki is. And she called, and well, when I called her, she basically said to me, she says, well, Michael, it's about time. And I kind of go, what do you mean it's about time? She says, well, I've been waiting for a couple of weeks to, for you to call. And I said, how did you know that? She says, well, I'm psychic myself. So that really led to my discovery of Reiki. So I decided to take my levels with this lady. And as I started, you know, practicing Reiki, um, I actually worked in a chiropractic clinic and I was treating clients in there and also working out of a cancer support center. And I just started noticing things about my clients. I just was getting information about them, their health. Um, I was even getting images of what was happening in the body, but I really didn't have an understanding of what it really was going on. So friends of mine decided to take me to a psychic fair. And this is where really things got interesting. And, you know, as much as I was developing Reiki and understanding spirituality, I really didn't have an understanding about psychic abilities. I still thought it was kind of hokey pokey um, for the most part. Uh, and uh, so I had a reading done. And the first thing the guy says, he says, why aren't you doing what I'm doing? And I kind of looked at him and says, you know, listen, dude, I think you're a little off to rocker. And he goes, no, you're psychic. And I go, okay. And that really kind of started that whole idea of like, okay, maybe I am. And then as I went on, I just progressed a little bit further and, and did some more um, more work. And I found a lady in Toronto here to start developing my skills. I found out what I was. And uh, from there, it's been kind of crazy ever since. So like when you, where were you at though, like in your life, like you say the dark night of the soul, what was kind of going on? Oh, I mean, it was, it was really horrific. I mean, it was just a lot of, I was basically, my awakening was coming up, but I didn't know what it was. So all my emotional garbage that I've had over years, all the trauma, all the things that I've been suppressing, all that stuff that we, you know, we like to kind of push under the rug and stuff like that was coming to the surface. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so that was just kept bubbling to the surface. And I was just really in a really dark place. Um, I mean, I was drinking a lot. I was actually using drugs to suppress some of the things, just trying to do anything to kind of just to manage my emotions at the time. So it was really, really a difficult time and everything just seemed to snowball, to fall away. Everything that I thought I knew and understood was just falling apart. And it was, it was a really dark place. So um, I was kind of grateful for um, finding Reiki and it was just kind of just a small step in the bigger picture. But it was, yeah, it was just definitely a very, very dark place in my life. Yes, yeah, so Michael and I met I actually, the how Michael and I became friends was I actually went to him for a reading. Yeah, that's been a long time. How many years ago was that? Like 12 years ago. Wow. That's a long time. Wow. That's really that long, eh? Yeah. 
So uh, Michael did a reading for me and uh, a lot of it came true. When we, the first reading I had with him, he uh, told me that he saw palm trees and that I was going to be traveling and asked if I had any travel plans. And this was the summer of, no, this was like the winter of 2006. So early, like just before spring, um, like Marchish, And I didn't, I had no travel plans. I didn't see any. In fact, I hadn't been traveling for five years at that point. So I hadn't taken a vacation off work. I hadn't done any of that. So right there and then I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and so um, I, I was convinced. He's like, well, no, he goes, I see like palm trees everywhere on a road and uh, it's just really warm where you're going to be going. And sure enough, six, not even six months later, I got a job working in the Cayman Islands and I moved my entire life and moved down to the Cayman Islands. And that happened so fast. There was no, I didn't even realize until I was down in the Cayman Islands that Michael had predicted that in the, the reading. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, it happens a lot with a lot of my clients. It's called psychic amnesia. A lot of times, uh, you know, the information will be passed on and they'll won't think anything really of it. But, you know, maybe two days, three days, even some months later, it finally dawns on them that, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So it does happen a lot more frequent than others. Um, Michael's been to some psychics, right, Michael? I've just been to one. Did you have anything good to say? Uh, no, she, she was more of like, uh, not really. I mean, there's, there's a few things that she said that came out semi-accurate and one that was like really accurate when it comes to just a random event that happened a couple weeks later after I saw the psychic. But uh, honestly, I, I don't really know what the point of the psychic is because uh, if I go to a psychic and they tell me something's going to happen or not even specifically, they kind of give you a kind of like a vague notion of something in your life. And they're like, okay. And it's like, what am I going to do with this information? And then when something happens that has a relatable, uh, moment to this vagueness that I, I had felt or heard during the psychic, I'd be like, oh, okay. So it came true or it kind of came true, but I still don't know what the point of knowing before it happens, I guess. I mean, I would like to hear instead of, uh, turning left tomorrow, you really need to turn right or something like that, you know, instead of like, oh, you know, uh, not, not to pick on on what you just said, Michael, but like, you're gonna have palm trees in your life. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then you kind of forget about it in six months later is palm trees. I'm like, oh, well, that was great. But I was like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of knowing these kind of things? I think that's a really good valid point, too, as well is that um, information like this, um, it's basically coming through from on a basically on a higher view of your life. Um, we're all guided uh, in our lives and we all have these basically these kind of soul missions that we go through. And sometimes we get a little off track and it's really important that um, for, for your soul's growth and evolution to instead of you're thinking about turning left where, where we're saying to turn right, it's not really us that's telling you. It's basically why well, I always say your guides or spirit guiding you to a, a better outcome or where you need to go. So just it's a better view of the playing field in order to help you on your journey of your soul's growth. So, I mean, I definitely understand the point of, you know, why do I need to go? Um, for, for some people, they're just looking for a little bit of guidance in the direction of life. And uh, 
And that's somewhat basically what we do, we provide that little bit of information. Yeah, and, and that's where I guess I missed out on, on with my psychic. I didn't get any kind of guidance per se. I just got like uh, some you know vague things about my past, um, uh, a little bit about the potential future, but it wasn't like I, I didn't feel like a direction or, or any kind of guidance, at least with my uh, experience. What's okay? What's the for you when you're reading clients? Is there a difference if someone's open-minded to it or closed-minded? Can it stop what information you're receiving? Well, it definitely, uh, definitely does. It, it definitely hurts when a person is more closed off. Absolutely. I mean, the idea is the the more openness, the more information I can receive from the individual, the more I can uh, help that individual on their journey. I mean, I do have a lot of clients that are really, really closed off. I mean, everybody's to some degree are very skeptical. But at the same time, too, there is a little bit of openness. So again, my job is to try to move past that and give confirmation. And once you get a, a few confirmation things that they understand, they start to turn to relax and kind of open up. And then that's like it's just like the information highway. It's like you know, it's like using dial-up versus you know Wi-Fi now. Like you remember how many of those computers you had to wait and hear the dial-up, and it took forever to get the information, but the information's still there. But when they start opening up, it's like the Wi-Fi system and everything. You just can download stuff really, really fast. And it's really important that, you know, I always say just have an open mind when the when somebody comes. But it's definitely an asset if somebody comes up uh, a little bit open-minded, for sure. Yeah. Lisa, you just went to a psychic recently, didn't you? Or in the last few weeks? Uh, I had a tarot card reading. Kind of the same thing, I guess. She's, you know, but it was less about... You know what I went less about what's going to happen in the future and more about just um, honestly just why I can't seem to let go of this back pain that I have <laughs> I'm getting tired of talking about um, yeah so and and we have a friend who's a psychic and you know and I had a session with her she was actually the first psychic I had a session with but she she helped me do a lot of clearing not so much predictive type stuff, but she cleared some energies from me. And, um, you know, I had some spirit guides and family members that had passed on that wanted to say things to me. And so that was, that was really interesting. I, you know, I, I think it's beneficial in that way. When I don't... Did, yeah. Sorry. When did you start hearing the guides speaking to you? Like, do you hear a voice or do you just get the thoughts in your mind? Like, how does it come to you? It varies on, on different levels. So I may have to maybe just go back a bit and tell her what my gifts are. So um, mainly most of my information comes through clairvoyancy, um, but a lot of it comes clairaudience and claircognizant too as well. Um, and also the mediumship too as well. So again, the information comes on various levels. So a lot of times I will get it either uh, claircognizant or clairaudience. Um, for the most part, it's... Um, clairvoyant for sure that's my strongest gift but I'm also an empath so I pick up on people's emotions and feelings and stuff like that so um, the information again will just flow again I just basically got to show up for spirit and they will provide me with the information that, at the time mm -hmm. so like just for our audience who may not know Claire cognizant is um, clear knowing that's correct Claire audience is clear hearing correct clairvoyancy is clear clear vision that's correct and so if you're an empath, would you say like you're clairsentient then you pick up or, or? Yeah, yeah, clairsentient is more about 
um, it's not really about the feeling is but what more what's um, they're thinking in the sense some ways too as well it's the experience they're feeling uh, but the feeling is definitely the empath well I should say the feeling is the clairsentience excuse me and clair uh, an empath is more the feeling mm -hmm. of that too as well it's the emotion that's the real thing and okay yeah so it's picking up on their uh, current emotions so and again, for most people who come to uh, a medium sometimes, a lot of times it's some pretty heavy stuff that comes along with them. What's the difference between um, between mediumship and psychic? I've been asked that question before. Yeah, it's, it's the real basic simple thing is a medium is a person who connects with spirit. So people who have crossed over um, uh, spirit guides, those type of things. And then psychic is somebody who will pick up on your um, information about you and your energy field. That's really the difference between the two. So not all mediums are psychic and not all psychics are mediums. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense to me. What about you guys? Yeah, that makes sense. I think, you know, some psychics maybe are also mediums. Yeah. You know, will have more than one gift, so. Mm-hmm. So I think you should do a psychic reading for us. Oh, <laughs> do you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> well, I wasn't really, really uh, in the zone for that. Uh, well, maybe what we'll do you is... You want to do it towards the end? I mean, we'll do it towards the end, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Can, you, okay. can, you can take some time right now to start getting into that space. <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah, I, I usually don't do cold readings. I kind of, you know, prepare for it. So that's one of the things I like to do. Uh, we'll, 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 definitely, uh, we'll definitely work on that for sure. So how do you... Um, like, when you started doing Reiki and... You, explain Reiki to the audience for us. Well, Reiki is uh, is basically a type of energy work. It's called hands-on healing. And Reiki basically is the what they call, they break it down into two things. So it's called universal energy flow. Um, <laughs> and what it is, is just a basic uh, tapping into the universal energy. It's kind of like if you ever watch Star Wars, it's called the Force. And it's kind of like turning into or connecting to that universal flow of energy and channeling it through the body and putting it into the other person so that it can facilitate healing on um, on a deep level. So when you so when you started um, doing that, like what changed? Was there things in your life that you had to change in order to work with energy on that level, or did you did you find things happening with you? Oh, most definitely. I, I mean, Reiki, what it does, because it vibrates at a frequency of love. So let's say if you're vibrating in a lower frequency, uh, you know, you have all these other emotions of fear and hatred and anger, stuff like that. What it does is it actually vibrates and moves everything that your your stuff out of your body. So it's got to come up. So you're going to have to kind of deal with it. So as I did more practice on my clients, more of my own stuff was coming to the surface that I had to deal with. So it was like clearing me out at the same time I was helping my clients. So it was, uh, and that really progressed. But for the most part, um, there really is nothing you have to do directly in order to act or practice Reiki. That's one of the great things that you have to. So you really don't have to change your diet. You don't have to go to an ashram. You don't have to meditate all the time. It's basically, it all involves really intent. And usually that comes from love. And that's really the main driving force of Reiki. And I mean, like everyone has this ability to offer Reiki. It's just a matter of like opening when you when you get your because I've got my Reiki level one, and when we did that, it was just the Reiki master that worked with me to train. I guess you can call it training. It was more of just like you have a valve, and it's almost 
shut off. Like it's just like dripping out. Like it's like a faucet where the water's just dripping, dripping, dripping. And what they do is tune you so that the faucet's open now and like the water's coming out, mm -hmm. which is our energy. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. So, but everyone has this ability. If they were to open themselves up more, that they have these healing abilities themselves. That's correct. Everybody has the ability um, to perform Reiki. I mean, even if you're not performing Reiki, even just the the human touch is so powerful in healing anyways. Like, I mean, you know, if you're upset or something like that, it's amazing how just having a hug, and that's a form of touch, you know, is really important. And then a lot of studies uh, about um, touch therapy, and especially with infants or premature babies, and how um, the mortality rates have actually dropped because of physical touch. And it's really important that, you know, physical touch, we don't have enough in the society. Uh, I think it's really important that we need to, you know, just lovingly, you know, have a hug, which is, it can make a world of difference in anybody's life. It's really, really important. Um, so just, you know, just the, uh, uh, allowing yourself to engage in something like Reiki or therapeutic touch or angelica healing. There's so many different avenues that you can do. It's just absolutely fantastic. Even if you don't want to practice it on other people, but yourself, it's just a great way of um, providing extra self-care for yourself, which has been fantastic, which is really, a you know, the first person we need to really start with is just ourselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I got my Reiki one just around the time that we met. But I was also going through my dark night of the soul when we met. <laughs> and I remember you kept trying to offer me advice because I was really into the club scene and going out and drinking and partying. And, you know, you met all my partying friends. And um, you kept telling me that, that I would be like leading meditations and I would be doing all this stuff, which I'm now doing. But at the time I just thought you were crazy. I thought like, there's no, I'm not going to be doing any of that. But it's... so that was your reading also besides the palm trees. No, that wasn't necessarily in the reading. He would just kind of like, so when I'm, I, I did hold guided meditations at my house when I was 28 um, in my condo and he was, Michael was the one leading it. And he said to me one day, he's like, do you want to lead it? And I said, no, I can't lead it. No, 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 no. He goes, you're going to be doing this one day. And I said, no, well, then that day will come when it comes, but not right now. And I just couldn't. Like, I was so scared to even think of doing that. And and now I just produced my first guided meditation. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I have to ask you, um, so Michael and Lisa, um, have you guys ever experienced uh, Reiki at all? Have you guys uh, ever had an energy type treatment? Yeah, I've had several. What about you, Michael? Uh, I, as far as the word Reiki, I've only had one from from Nikki. But from what you're describing, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, my even my parents practiced like laying on hands when someone was uh, ill or having emotional stress, and and so I've seen it many times before, and. And I truly, and I work in a profession where touch is very important. And I, I, in my profession, just like Nikki's profession, I experienced trying to give positive energy to someone through touch. I just never really label it as Reiki. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I could call it easily touch therapy. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, I I definitely get a sense that you're you're a natural healer. I mean, that's just part of again your lineage of uh, being healers. I mean, I think it's just been passed down through generations in your family. It's, again, if we're talking about information that I'm picking up, I mean, you truly are like one of those gifted people that has that ability to. And if you decide to per, uh, pursue it a little bit in more in great depth, would be very successful at that. I just I have that good feeling about you for sure. Interesting. There you have it, Mike. Well, because before I even like was in La La Land with Lisa and Nicole, I still felt like I knew about that kind of stuff internally, like without knowing, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, I could just, you can sense people's, I definitely can sense people's emotions almost through touch, I feel like. And uh, trying to change their emotions in a positive direction or, or doing that. But that's, that's interesting you say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely there. I mean, yeah, when you're talking about it, I can, my spidey sense is a little bit tingling. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, definitely that's, you know, one of your gifts that it's just, it's an, it's a knowingness that you have this gift. Right. And it's something that's, um, that's just kind of like, you know, like for my own gifts, it's been a little bit dormant, but you do, there's this kind of like, you just know, but you don't know why, you know, and it's, it's actually a fantastic thing. So uh, I really commend you on uh, anytime you uh, work on somebody like that and, and do it for it. So I, you know, I'd say go for it, you know, really. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Lisa, you've had Reiki from our friend Carolyn. I've had a lot of Reiki when I, years ago, I went to a massage therapist. And actually what started is I was having a, like, severe... I don't know, like back pain. It was actually in my, my, um, it was like referring to my glute and I just had a lot of pain and I was going to massage and my massage therapist told me that her sister was a Reiki master and that she recommended that I go there. And so I, I did and I, and I feel like it really helped. I mean, within, I would say within, a month or so of going to her and I think I went a couple times that I my pain was completely gone and I continued to go to her kind of on a regular basis I would say like you know two to three times a year I would go see her and so I've been doing that for I would say it's been like six or seven years now you know and um, I've gone to also our friend Carolyn as well and you've done reiki on me yeah i haven't it hasn't helped me with my recent <laughs> issue but nothing has but in the past i felt like it did help yeah now is your is your back pain is it upper or lower or is it just continuously well, all the way up and down it's just lower it's lower back kind of root chakra or more uh second chakra uh second, second. it's like well both actually it's L3, 4, and 5, but the, a lot of the pain I feel is in my hips and my psoas and my, um, in that area just because of the tight muscles from it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I understand that because I, I suffer similar to that as well. I've had many, like, readings and things, and, um, you know, I'm told all sorts of different stuff, so I'm just trying to ride out the storm, I guess, is <laughs> just doing everything I can. Yeah, it just yeah, just managing it is the is the the difficult thing. Just kind of going through it, the motions, getting out, moving, stuff like that. Yeah, 
I've dealt with a lot of back pains for the last last year or so. It's been yeah, the, the hardest time I've ever had was on my back. So it's really interesting that a lot of the uh, people you know that are working through a lot of their stuff is having back pains. And I mean, it could go through a lot of things like just with support issues, grounding issues. There's a lot of different levels you can look at this too as well. Uh, moving forward is a big thing. Fear, um, that was another thing too. That I know my personal uh, thing is just actually moving through my fear. So that's where I, I tend to hold that fear is in my body that way. And I know Nicole being a massage therapist, you know, there's always that saying that the issue is in the tissue, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I never heard of that. Before. You never heard of that one? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times have you worked on somebody, you know, doing a massage and you can kind of know what's what's going on with their emotions or what their life is and you kind of figure Well, no, out. I totally get that because I've worked on people and then all of a sudden they just break down into tears and they don't know why they're crying and I I'm hoping I didn't hurt them and uh, it's just yeah. <laughs> so no, it's true. We do store a lot of our emotions in our tissue. I just didn't hear that saying before. <laughs> the issues in the tissue. I the same thing from a chiropractor that said when you get adjusted, sometimes it releases things that have been held in you. Like my son, he got, um, I think he was like 14, and he got adjusted, and he just busted into tears when he got adjusted. Yeah, it's amazing how much is actually stored in the human body as far as emotions goes. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, I'm – I'm really gearing towards, you know, my own um, in helping people too is helping them facilitate a release of that emotion because that's a, such a cathartic release and it's such healing on that level. And that's what usually um, was so tough for me to working on my clients because they would actually have a, such a deep release on an emotional level that I didn't have the skills necessary to guide them through and get them through it. So, um, yeah, it, it could be very, very powerful. Any type of energy work, muscle work, body work is so it's so important i highly believe in it i think everybody should be getting massages on a regular basis and just releasing all that bent up emotion um because it's not necessary you know yeah it's it's hard when it gets stuck in you yeah. <laughs> michael, what's go, michael if i can ask you a question what's going through your mind when you are doing reiki on someone well it really varies on the individual um i mean um, usually like, again, like just like any other type of modality, stuff like that, we do a, a park you, we basically go through a, a question, answer history, what's going on. And, and they'll say, like, say, for example, let's say Lisa was one of my clients and she says, well, I'm having back pain and stuff like that. So again, we were trying to focus on that, uh, particular area, but, um, what we're trying to do is just trying to figure out a, a blueprint of what's happening. Uh, what's going on? What, we, what can we figure out? What's not being found out through the allopathic care of a physician or something like that so what can we what's the 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 cause behind this and, and for the most part and what i usually pick up is the emotion it's the first thing i pick up on is the emotion of the individual so um all of a sudden i'll be overwhelmed with you know with fear um and i'll start to see images of of what's causing that so i'll start seeing things like dollar signs um i'll see pictures of relationships things like that and then it'll just um, I'll just start just describing to the individual and through that type of thing they'll start realizing um, they've had their back pain will start just kind of the like I try to word this the best way I can describe it is basically yeah just by by talking about it and having that energy move that helps facilitate the release so it's just it's so on an individual basis I, you know I, spirit always kind of 
guides me to what really needs to be done on their healing level. Um, I'm sure, you know, with your hands on healing, I think the same idea with you, Michael, I think, you know, you just, you, like you're saying, you pick up on those first emotions and those emotions helping release that is such a huge thing. Um, so yeah, it just, I don't know, I guess it just very, very, really varies on the individual. Okay. So have you had like a really weird off experience that totally took you off guard and you didn't know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> The, one of the most bizarre uh, cases I've had, I had been treating this lady. She, uh, my chiropractor always seemed to be giving me like the worst case scenarios. Like she's basically says, I can't fix these people. I'm sending them to you. It's not that great. Uh, there's no pressure there. So I had this lady, um, uh, she's probably mid fifties, um, on, on depression medication. Her life was just not really happy, right? She just wasn't a happy woman. And she came into me. So I started doing Reiki on her and she started to do these weird contractions and could, you know, kind of poses while I'm doing it. it <laughs> you was, guys can't see them, but I can see them. It it's really it, it's almost like she had like pterodactyl hands and things like that. She started moving and doing all these weird contortion things and shaking. And I thought at first she was having a seizure. So I stopped, like I started panicking, right? So I went to my chiropractor and said, I, you know, I started an initiation. I thought she's having a seizure on my table. We got to get her meds. So my chiropractor came in, she kind of woke up and she was fine. So I explained to her what was going on. So my chiropractor starts freaking out. I'm kind of freaking out. And she goes, no, no, no. I said, are you okay when this is happening? She goes, yeah. So I had my chiropractor go in with me on this treatment. So again, I just started putting the energy in and she starts contorting and doing all these weird things. And I'm like going, okay, this is really bizarre. And the look on my chiropractor's face, like she was going, what are you doing to my clients? Like, this is so bizarre. She had no understanding of it, right? And she was very much, you know, an allopathic kind of physician. Even though she was a chiropractor, it was like, okay, what's happening with her? And I just knew there was something on a deeper spiritual, psycho-spiritual level that was happening with her, that she was just basically, her body was resisting at all ways of that change. And that's basically a lot of times what happens with the body. But it was so bizarre, guys. Like, I, I wish you could actually see me what I was doing and what she was doing, but it was... That really threw me off, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Did you pick up anything from the, like... No, I was so thrown back from it. I, I mean, like, I'm kind of glad I didn't go into that because I just knew that it was, it was something deep and dark and I, you know, I didn't want to pick up on. You know, I mean, I, I work with cancer patients a lot and that was difficult enough as it is. Mm -hmm. But seeing something like this, I didn't know where that was going and I think, thank God I didn't know what that was. So, but uh, yeah, that was really bizarre, for sure. Wow. Have you, when you, because you channel, but you are conscious when you channel. Or do you go completely under? No, I, I actually don't go completely under. It's, it's been a while since I've done any channeling. But yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the um, other entity that's moving through me. Um, it's just that I've recessed back. It's almost like if you're in a pool and you're sinking down to the bottom, and that's that feeling where I'm, my consciousness is recessing back far enough that spirit can come through at the same time. But I'm still inside my body, yeah. I'm not like a, a full-blown channel where my observer, my personality, my consciousness is out the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you ever see guides in the room or like past ones, love pat like people who've passed on, like of your clients? Do you ever see that or do you just hear them or feel them 
Um, a lot of times I will see them, but not as what they call a direct clairvo uh, clairvoyance. I'm an indirect, so I'll see it through my more my third eye. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of people will see them directly, like you know how you look at somebody, you actually see them. But as um, as my skills are, it's basically it's more indirect. So I'll see like an, an image in my head, like the movie screen playing on my third eye, and that's how I'll usually see them. But it's yeah, mainly loved ones crossed over because that's basically when a client comes for somebody, you got to give them confirmation of who this individual is and that's so that they can understand that hey uncle joe's here or grandma's here or my father's here or my sister or my brother whoever's crossed over it gives them confirmation that that particular person's here mm -hmm. yeah um um how do you suggest to people to discern when they're coming into perhaps a psychic or someone who does readings who is actually working to serve their highest good or someone who's just in it for the money and trying to scam people like how like what are mm -hmm. your experiences with that oh my god yeah i should probably talk about yeah i've had a lot of clients have had uh some really bad readings um it's 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 absolutely uh, um it's horrible to, to hear about some of the stories that some some of the people have been taken and and done that um i think for the most people again we we do have our own kind of filter we reduce concernment um i think a lot of times reputation you know do a little bit of research to um you know find out from other people have they have they been to the psychic you know referrals are always good um try not to go into a, a really just in a in a fear state um that's usually when sometimes a lot of people are more susceptible to these type of uh, con artists is when you're in a real bad fear state when you just don't know the answers your life is just a chaotic mess and you're just feeling that you think that a psychic is going to help you solve all your problems well it's not the case there you know definitely so you're that's probably one of the big thing is go into a state of openness not in a state of fear which is probably one of the big things um but yeah just do concernment and you know listen to your own kind of your own intuition sometimes if you're just something feels off you know it, it probably is and then there's always the indications of, of, you know, things. If they're asking for money besides the reading, so if they say, well, for example, I've had a couple of clients say that they were cursed and that they needed to spend $666 to give them. Oh, or, yeah, okay. Oh, or they had to buy a candle for $500 for them to clear the energies that's holding above them. So those are some of the things. Um, some other little precautions that you go to, too, as well. If the psychic asks you to give them something, which is basically, you know, like they'll read something like called psychometry, which is like if you give an item from somebody, it will hold the energy of it. But um, some of these people, what they use is uh, energy manipulation. So if they have like a business card, you write something down and you give them their energy, what they do is gives you a direct contact link to that. They will always be putting you into the, well, they'll be putting their energy into your mind all the time. So you got to be very wary of that. So don't give anything to the psychic to keep. Um, that's one of the things because they'll just keep forcing you to come back to them. That's actually a really okay. So that happened to me last year. Um, I was at a, I guess a yoga music um, psychic fair. I don't know. It was like a con a opening consciousness kind of thing, and I met this Mayan reader, and the reading was good. The reading was good. There was definitely some accuracies in there. He was able to say things that had come up in my meditations that there was just, it was way too spot on for it to be. 
anything but. However, what he did is he read one of my other friends and he gave us these, um, I think they were like peyote um, sticks. Is that what they're called? Like you light them and, and um, we did just a quick little fire burning ceremony. And so we did the ceremony, the three of us, and then he said, you can just light those wherever you're going to meditate or, you know, be like wherever you spend a lot of time, you can light it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, fine. But then I got home and I just, I don't know, there was just, I wasn't, you know, we had connected on Facebook and I was just watching how he worked on Facebook and I just didn't, something wasn't feeling right. And it wasn't until I talked to another one of my friends who Lisa and I both know, um, who basically knows everything and anything about protection. And she said, you either burn that thing to the ground or you clear it, bless it and get rid of it because it's a direct, he has a direct connection to your energy right now. And that's why he gave it to you. And that's what you're just talking about with the psychics. Yeah, for sure. 100%. So it's always that uh, idea. So, um, as I learned earlier in my, in my career or stuff like that is like you want to make sure that uh especially if you have a bad breakup get everything you back from that person so you don't want to have anything lingering so uh, which is really interesting but uh that's one of the things interesting to do is is just to make sure that you don't do that um that's just one of the things a lot of people have to be worried there's a lot of bad people out there a lot of bad psychics who just unfortunately prey on people at their weakest times because that's usually when somebody usually goes to see a psychic that they're looking for guidance um life is you know life is very difficult and um, they're just looking for a little bit of guidance and hope and that's what i try to really instill into my clients is just give them a little bit of faith and hope and hopefully get them feeling better um when they leave and a little more uplifted and that's really the message where i like to you know to convey to a lot of my clients so when you're at a if you're going to if someone were to go to a psychic um some of the things like you mentioned also some of the things to kind of watch out for and you know you're kind of maybe in someone who's not not working from a place of service to others but self-serving is saying like oh you're cursed you need to spend x amount of dollars for me to remove the curse this happened to me at the very beginning of this year and um really yeah yeah it's the same thing like you know got a reading and then all of a sudden she's like you have a curse your grandmother's here she's trying to tell you that all the women in the family are cursed and she just went on and she <laughs> she told me that it was going to cost x amount of dollars that she was going to prepare all these things for me to prepare a candle i had to light it in my room all this stuff and i was like whoa and like that's an example of when someone's trying to take advantage of you and your your vulnerability yeah that's so true it, happen it happens more often than it should and unfortunately, it's not like a regulated field that it's not like, you know, the, you know, there's no association for psychics out there. So, you know, the best thing is use your discernment. Uh, go with an open heart. Um, don't go in a fear state. Get some referrals. Do your research, too, as well. Like, you know, if they have a website, which I'll eventually have. Um, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, too, yeah, just do a little research. Get some referrals. Um, that's usually the best way to to find out uh, about somebody, if they're any good or not or what they resonate with them. So. Again, not everybody resonates with the same psychic. Like, um, for example, the clientele that come to see me or the clientele that want to come see me or they're more kind of guided towards me. Um, I'm pretty well straightforward. I don't pull any punches. Um, you know, I give what I get, um, you know, and um, and I just hope for the best that they, the information provided is what exactly what they need. And 
my job is just to show up for spirit. Before we go into um, a reading that you can do on the air, uh, what, okay, say there's someone in the audience right now listening and they start to awaken and see that they're starting to have some of these gifts. Like, do you have any pointers like that you wish you had known when you were going through all this? Oh my God, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really any pointers. It, I was just very fortunate enough to be in, you know, around some people that had some a lot of training. I actually started developing my training um, and to develop my gifts, which was really, really important. Um, I think take it, take it slowly. You're always in control. That's the main thing. So if you're hearing, again, spirit coming to, um, a lot of times, you know, um, I've had readings for clients where their children um, are very open and they start seeing, you know, deceased loved ones or spirit guides in their bedroom and they're freaking out. It's just always know that you're in control and you can basically tell them to leave. Um, so you're always in control. Um, just do some reading of it. So if you, you start to see images and stuff like that, you know, you, it's possibility that you're clairvoyant. If you're picking up on something, um, if you're feeling the emotions, um, your intuition, pick up a book on intuition and give it like that. Unless you find somebody in your area that's a, a qualified teacher um, that can help you train and develop your gifts in a certain way, which would be fantastic. Why do you do? Oh, are you, is this what you do for a living? Um, I've have trained some people. I've trained some of my uh, Reiki students into their development. Um, they just been naturally intuitive and I've helped them out on that. Um, but yeah, something that, you know, I may be looking forward to doing in, in maybe in the future is to help people out with their gifts and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's really important to get a really grounded state and develop it because it is, you know, everybody is psychic. You know, this is the thing. It's not, it's not like one individual uh, is more special than the other. You know, that's, that's kind of horseshit, you know, to be honest with you. The main thing is that everybody has the ability to do what I do. It's just the difference between, I always kind of equate it to like being a sports player. You know, we can all learn to play baseball. Right. But not everybody's going to be uh, an all star, um, you know, playing in the World Series. It's just one of those natural gifts that work. out. But we all have the ability to learn. It's just basically just developing and practicing in the willingness to to pursue it. That's all it is. But mainly, is it Reiki that you do on a regular basis? Um, no, it's going to be readings. Um, I don't do much Reiki anymore. I was actually getting a lot of problems with Reiki because I'm a natural empath. Um, I was just taking on way too much stuff, um, which really did me in when I was working at a cancer support center here in, uh, in Canada, in Toronto. And it just really took a toll on me. I was getting sick. I was just, it was just overload. It was just way too much and too difficult for me. So I don't practice Reiki, uh, regularly. Um, it's mainly just doing the readings at, at this present moment. That's so interesting because I felt this past week when I said it was miserable, it was because it was miserable because of other people that I was trying to like help out and trying to help their problems and stuff like that. And like, I'm exhausted and, and feeling like, um, like I needed just like a long vacation by myself. Yeah. Like <laughs> so you, you, you're definitely, like, yeah, you can definitely pick that up. Like you're like, there's so much sadness. That's, that's the one thing I feel from you right now is just the emotion of sadness. There's just a lot of yeah. sadness, heavy hearted. Like that's, I think, you know, I, I can really relate to you on this um, because I'm the same way. It's like as guys, we don't really um, externalize our emotions. We hold on stuff anyways. And when you're a natural empath, like that sadness and that grief that you're holding is really not yours. 
but somehow we kind of shoulder or we champion that cause that somehow we need to hang on to it. That's and it does exactly right. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I think you really just know that, you know, part of that is it's a bit of a gift that you're shouldering this inf uh, information on it. It's just learning to clear yourself. Like you definitely have to, you know, from my opinion, what I feel from you is just working on, you know, a little bit of protection because sometimes our hearts are so open. And I, again, this is again, part of the kind of the psychic stuff coming up is that you have such a huge heart. Mm -hmm. And that you have a hard time closing that heart, heart off to the point where is that you actually have to physically shut down emotionally. So you become hardened a bit. And I've been there too as well. So sometimes I just don't want to deal with people. I don't want to talk to them. Just get like basically get the frick away from me. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I basically just want to just go into the woods somewhere in a cabin and absolutely leave me alone. And it's just a matter of recharging yourself on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I, I definitely understand what you're going through for sure on that. And just know that, you know, it's not yours. Um, and that's one of the things I, I really struggled with, figuring out what was mine and what was somebody else's. And once you have a good understanding of which is yours, because sometimes it gets blurred. And that was one of the things I find was very difficult because I can, you know, I'm a naturally happy, go lucky guy. But all of a sudden my mood will change and I just feel this heaviness, this, you know, and it's just like, what is this happening to me? Like, what's going on? And it's not really mine. Like, I, you know, and um, just clear it, Mike. You know, know that you're a natural healer and that's part of, you know, your development. You know, I, I really have a feeling that this is a lot of deals with your own family, a lot of their issues coming up um, around that and dealing with that. I just feel like you're kind of the pillar amongst the storm of chaos within the family. Um, but just know that, you know, it's, it's family always is the hardest part to deal with, especially with that. And I do understand that for sure. We'll have to teach you some uh, protection things, Michael. I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy. This is actually with my, I, my friends, but I'm more than happy to try to help them. But I mean, I agree with you, Michael. It's just like, it's tough after a while. And he's <clears throat> like, I feel useless if I, if I, I feel useless at this point after a whole week of trying and, 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 um, when I feel useless, it's like, I'd rather just be by myself if I'm going to be useless <laughs> instead of in front, with somebody else or some other people. Well, there's something to be said about, especially when you're a healer, cause I had to go through this is not to be attached to the outcome and not to put like any expectations on what you're doing and that you just offer what you can and the rest you just give it up to god so to speak um and that you can only just do your best and whatever happens past that it's beyond your control um being attached to the outcome of what you or the expectations of what you would like to see happen with your friends or if it were me like with a client on the table that's when it can start to get really draining. And that's when the, well, I'm just gonna speak for myself because that's when like the ego can come in and all of a sudden you, it, it shifts out of you being like a, a vessel for the healing energy to come through and all of a sudden you're now the healer. And I think we talked about this on the last episode, didn't we, Lisa? With Brian yes. and, and Jeremy about um, that, you know, we're not actually healing people. We're just helping them heal themselves, so to speak, or allow the healing energy to come through to them.
to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Michael, about like with all your, the work that you've done and um, knowing that it's not like you or have you gone through any of that? I've gone through some of it. Yeah, I kind of got this idea in my head that, you know, all of a sudden I'm a Reiki master and that uh, I'm going to do like the whole Jesus Christ, put my hand on somebody and heal them and out the door they go. Um, yeah, I kind of got into a little bit of ego state, um, but it's interesting how the the universe will keep you in check real quick. Um, it certainly uh, provided me with a lot of uh, a lot of um, experiences to, to hold my ego in check and definitely like that. Um, yeah, it had a lot of incidences where it's just like, okay, I thought I could heal this person and, you know, it wasn't my responsibility really. It's just be the, there to facilitate the energy. That was really supposed to be my job. So, but yeah, again, I was grateful for the experience uh, to really to uh, to work through that and help me with my ego. But I definitely don't have much of an ego when it comes to that anymore. No, definitely not. No, I know you don't. Yeah. You've come a long way since I first <laughs> met you. Yeah. It's been a long year. It's a couple of years, eh? For sure, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did you want to go into like a little mini read mode? Other than well, what I you've kinda, already done? I've kind of done that already, I think, in some ways. Um, I just think, uh, Lisa, with you, what I'm picking up is that a lot of this, um, I think you've probably already heard this, that you're just going through a shift right now. And your body is basically is holding you back in the past. And it's not allowing you to move forward. And that's one of the main things that I'm picking up from you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've realized that it's just the trick is, you know, learning to let go when you don't really know what you're letting go of. So Yeah, the idea is just keep movement. The movement is just keeping moving, uh, just moving in general. Um, it's a lot of things too. Um, like again, from like what I said with Michael, it's just the emotions I'm picking up for him. You know, it's really... Um, what I really felt is just the, the deep sadness and stuff like that. Um, but again, you know, recharging your batteries, hitting on the beach, getting in the water. I think the water is really important for you. Um, just getting in the water and just, you know, getting out there, just being active. Um, you seem like a very active guy on picking up there. Just, you know, even getting into, um, you know, I see right now it's just, you know, going to the gym. I don't know if you hit a heavy bag or something like that, but getting in there, doing a little boxing or something like that, hitting a heavy bag and just letting some of that excess emotions out, I think would be beneficial, something I see there for sure. It's good to know. I mean, I, you're kind of spot on, so you're you're worth you're worth what you're paid for. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And on that. this podcast, I'm pretty sure that's zero. Yeah, great. <laughs> no, you're worth fun. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well, the only thing, I, what I'm just picking up real quickly is just, uh, Michael, it's just, um, what I'm feeling is just something with your father, um, just about, the, you know, having a conversation with him. I just feel there's, there's a little disconnect. The, do you understand that? Mm, I mean, I live 3000 miles away from him. It could be that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I just think there's just, there's, I think cause you're changing so much. I, I just feel like there's like, He's trying to see you as the as a like a six year old, and not seeing you as as a as a, a grown adult. And I just find there's just a little bit of discord there. That's the one I'm picking up, anyways. I'll let him know that he's gonna come visit me for two two weeks next month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, just I, just be just be mindful of uh, of that shift. Yeah, because I I just feel like he's gonna 
probably treat you a little bit like you're like a six-year-old and not see you as a, as a uh, mature man in his own doing his own thing. So I think you may have to have a, might have to have a, a kind of a conversation with him. When you were going through your awakening stage and, and I know you spoke quickly about the Reiki books and kind of like how that kind of like got you going. Uh, was there something else that happened really that made you know one hundred? Cause I, I'm always a, since the reason why I'm on this show, but but really, it, really in my life is like I'm always on the fence with believing these kind of things or not. Was there anything that really happened in your life or or like that you knew? Okay, 100%. This is the right path. This is working. This is this is um, this is what it is. I don't know how to say it better than that. Yeah, there really wasn't one specific thing that said, oh my God, yeah, this is where my life path was. I just uh-huh. knew that my life prior to what was going wasn't working. It was it was awful. It was like a really struggle. It was just like, I didn't, I had so much emotional garbage, my own pain, my own suffering, my own tragedies that I had to work through. And I was still living it every day. And I, there was, I, I knew there's something part of me, like my soul, it's like a survival mode. It just kept me moving forward. Even to this day, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I hesitate with my gift sometimes. I struggle with it, too, as well. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? I get that. I, I do struggle with that, too. But there really wasn't one particular moment defining saying, okay, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. This is what's going on. And I'm still trying to basically figure it out myself. I'm just, I just yeah. keep moving forward. I just, you know, I have, this, I have this little bit of fight in me, and it's just that, you know, screw it. Just keep moving forward. I mean, I don't always make the best decisions. Like, you know, I'd be, I'm one of those guys where I, instead of going straight, I zig and zag a lot, you know, on my life path and eventually get back to the right path. But I do a lot of zigging and zagging before I actually get back onto the right track. So at this point, I'm kind of in the middle right now. So I'm straightforward right now. So good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Very good to know, actually. Yeah. I'm sure we all do a lot of that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the hardest part about this journey is that, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, being, you know, these spiritual beings in these meat suits, you know what I mean? It's very difficult, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it drives me batshit crazy sometimes, you know, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things I really strive to do is that, you know, you're not alone. And if I had to tell, you know, everybody out there right now and you guys too, as well, you know, you guys are on the path. Like this is something that is your soul is coming it's moving up. It's getting to the point that your soul is calling out and reconnecting to your your source, your God self. And it's it's not it's not easy in this world today. You know, but I commend you guys both on your journey. And it, I think you guys are going to be whatever you guys decide to do, whatever path that you guys decide to go forward on. You guys are going to be amazing. It doesn't matter what you do because I can sense that true spirituality, that your spirit, your essence, you know, your God source coming out. And just managing through. So I think you guys are going to be absolutely fantastic. Whatever you guys decide to go on your journey, I just I just commend you on it. Good to know. Thanks, Michael. Yay, team! <laughs> All right. So if anyone wants to get a reading with you, uh, how can they find out about you? Well, uh, right now um, I do have a, a website up and not running just yet, but I do have an email right now. It's at info at michaelphilpot.com. Okay, we'll leave that in the show notes. And I'll put your website um, once it's up and ready. If anyone's listening to the show, they can click on that. 
because I don't think it'll be much longer till it's up and ready. And um, and you've got, and then they can just ask you any questions and go from there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, most of the questions will probably be answered. Like you know, there's gonna be a you know frequently asked page. You know, a lot of people get asked the same questions. You know, how do you do it? What's your reading like? Stuff like that. So. But for the most part, just come with an open mind and open heart. And um, yeah, we'll have some lots of fun. We'll be in, hopefully inspire and motivate you to on your journey. And do you do readings via phone, Skype, both? Um, mainly right now we're going to be doing Skype. Um, if you're in Canada and you're in the local area, then we can do them in person too as well. It all depends on... Um, I do have... Uh, as much as I'm developing this into a full-time position, I do have uh, other yeah. work too that keeps me quite busy and uh, on the road. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show with us. It was fun. Yeah. I really had a great time. It was an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you guys. You know, I look forward to meeting you guys in person sometime too as well. That would be great. Thank you so much for, for being on. Yeah, thanks, Michael. I think I really needed to hear this today so it's kind of perfect timing for me yeah that's that's the universe man that's the universe that does yeah. these crazy things man so yeah, yeah yeah man you're you're definitely a trooper man so just yeah keep moving forward brother thank you yeah all right so thanks for being on the show and thank you to our audience uh if you uh have any questions or show topics you can email them into us at info at enlightenup.us or if you need any more information you can go to our website enlightenup.us and if you know anyone who's starting to awaken to the spiritual journey, please share our podcast with them as that was the original intention is to assist people with all of the questions and different experiences that happen as we all begin to awaken. So thanks for tuning in and we will be back with you all again next week. All right, guys. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.